0: Have you ever wondered what goes into your favorite brand's digital marketing strategy? I'm Tara, the founder of TJ Creative Agency. And I'm Audrey, the creative marketing director of TJ Creative Agency. Whether you're an influencer, a business owner, a content creator, or just an overall creative person, we'll teach you how to create the perfect social media strategy and build your brand online. Welcome back to Social Sessions, everybody. How are we doing? It's Audrey, half of your hosts. (laughs) It is a solo episode today, and I feel like today's episode is something that y'all might have been waiting for. It's something that we've been talking about a lot within our agency and a conversation that we have a lot with clients, and that is how to increase conversion on social media. My guess is a lot of you are either social media managers or business owners, And if that is the case, this definitely applies to you, right? Because the whole reason that your business is on social media, most likely, is in some way or another trying to generate more money, whether that be because you want people to find out about you and become first-time purchasers, or you are trying to retain current clients or current customers to keep that dollar amount where it is, or whatever it is, like... Any form of marketing, the purpose is to make money, right? And that involves conversions. So that's what we're talking about today. Before we jump into that topic, I have an update for you. And I always do the updates like right before I'm about to start recording because I want them to be fresh. And today I saw that Instagram is testing three minute and 10 minute reels now raise your hand if you were shocked. None of us were shocked, but raise your hand if you are pleased because I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so tired of making content usually for TikTok, but sometimes like clients will give me talking videos and there's so much information in these videos and they're like two and a half minutes long and I can't freaking post them. And I cut them down as much as I can but it's all valuable information that happens all the time. So I'm personally very excited about it. So that's your update. It's just, like I said, it's in testing. So I don't believe any of us have this feature yet, but it should be on the horizon. Thank God. I'm really, I'm really over the like super short videos. Anyways, so that is your update of the week And before we actually jump into the episode, I would love it if you rate and reviewed the podcast, it would really mean so much to me. Quick little, quick little review, scroll down to the bottom of Apple podcasts, leave a little review. If you're on Spotify, click that little star button. It'll tell you to rate it. You literally just click the amount of stars you think the podcast deserves. It's very simple you guys it's very simple but it really helps the podcast out helps other people find it um so if this podcast has done literally anything for you giving you information giving you entertainment i don't care would love it if you left a review now on to the actual topic of the episode I wanted to jump in really quick from the editing room and tell you guys about later. You've heard me talk about it before. I've been talking about it for a few weeks, but later is our go-to scheduler at TJ creative. And that's because it gives you so much additional insight into your account. You're able to create a link in bio You're able to see analytics on specific hashtags that you're using, see which ones are working best for you. It delivers the analytics reports directly to your inbox. They really make it so easy. You can add your captions in there. There's an AI feature. You can visually see what your grid is going to look like. You can preview everything. It's just amazing. It can auto publish. You can schedule your TikToks on there. You can schedule LinkedIn. You can schedule Pinterest. You can schedule Instagram. It really does it all. That's why it's our favorite. And I highly recommend you give it a try. If that sounds like something you would want to do, there's a link in the description that we would love for you to use. So give later a try. Try it out. Mm -hmm. As I said, we're talking all about how to increase conversions. And I really broke this down into four different sections. The first thing I want to talk about is that I think a lot of us have been scared to sell on social media, which which sounds so silly, right? Because we're on social media essentially to sell. That's majority of our reasoning for being on there. But there's been so much conversation in the last year and a half about how you don't want to come across too salesy and you don't want to, like, don't make every post a conversion post you need. Your main focus should be providing value and blah, 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 blah. That Now we're scared to to be salesy online. We're afraid to sell. And let me be honest with you guys. You're probably not going to make that much of a profit if you're not selling online. So... Now, what do I mean by selling? I'm not talking like infomercial selling, like that's annoying, but there is a way for you to sell online in a way that still feels organic and feels authentic to you. Like some, some examples, makeup people do this really well, where they're explaining the product, right? They're selling the literal selling points. They're talking about how it's long lasting. They're talking about how it's whatever blendable. And they're talking about it while they're using the product. So it looks like you're watching a tutorial, but they're selling you on the product, right? Same kind of thing can happen. Let's, let's use like a facialist or an esthetician as an example, you can talk about, or have your client talk about, their experience in a way that is selling you, oh, I felt so relaxed, I feel so confident in my skin, or you know even even making like I've seen a few videos of people talking about you know what makes their salon different, like we offer x, y, and z ahead of time, or like we have a custom like an espresso bar or whatever like there's ways for you to sell in a way that still feels like. Organic in your content. So I'm not necessarily telling you to get on camera and be like, you know, a salesman. <laughs> that Salesman sounds like everybody's a salesman, but you know what I mean. I'm not telling you to get on camera and like start acting like Billy Mays, ripped to Billy Mays. I'm just telling you, don't be afraid to sell. You should be selling. The other thing that kind of has to do with that The other side of this is that maybe we are making quote unquote salesy posts, but we're not doing them enough. And it's because we're afraid that people are going to get sick of it. And that's a valid fear. That's a fear that I think we can all relate to, but we're usually underselling still because we tend to believe that our whole audience sees every single post of ours. They don't. They do not see every single one of our posts, especially if you're talking TikTok Or just like reels on Instagram. They're not seeing every post. Let's say you have 20,000 followers on Instagram. Maybe like 5 to 10 of those are seeing a lot of your posts. So my point being that you could have posted a conversion type of post. But it didn't reach like maybe half of the people who were ready to buy from you. So sell more on your profile. That's tip one sell more. And I know that sounds silly and that sounds incredibly simplistic because it is that simple. Sell more. So that leads me into topic two, which is moving beyond the goal of virality or the goal of reach. There is a very common misconception that high virality and a high level of impressions or reach is going to lead to a high amount of conversions. And that is most likely not true because if y'all have taken any sort of marketing class in your entire life, then you know that it typically costs, they always say it costs more to acquire a new client than it does to retain an old one. And that's the supplies here because when we go viral, you're bringing new people onto your page, but you still have to get them to trust you. Okay. Now they're aware of you from your viral reel, but you still have to create the content that gets them to trust you. They're not going to jump straight from awareness to conversion. That's why that consideration phase is a phase in the marketing funnel. If you want more information on the marketing funnel, Megan wrote an entire blog post about it, TJ creative slash blog and there's an entire episode i believe of social sessions about the marketing funnel too so we're not going to go too deeply into that but my point being your reel goes viral your meme goes viral whatever it is people start to follow you sure but that doesn't mean they're going to buy from you immediately because they got to get to know you they got to understand what you're about they got to trust you then maybe a few months down the line they'll buy from you but that's part of the reason that you're not converting because you are so you're so dialed in on reach and impressions that you are not focusing on the audience that you already do have. I'm sure there are people within your audience already that would love to buy from you, but they're still, they're not quite there yet. You're not really nurturing that relationship. You're so obsessed with bringing new people in, but you're not nurturing the relationships with people that you already have that will lead to conversions. Does that make sense? So that's topic two, move beyond virality, reach, and impressions. Topic three, let's talk about call to actions. We overlook call to actions so often, so often. You guys, people are not going to know what to do unless you tell them what to do. And I'm going to also group in like linking features in your stories and DMs into this topic because you need a way to deliver the link or deliver the destination to them. So that's why the call to action is important, right? Like I have some clients who will do like a discount and say, if you book using the link in my bio, you'll get 10% off of your purchase or Sometimes we'll say like, just for example, for different examples of call to actions, sometimes we'll say something like, if you're ready to book with me, DM me the word blank. Sometimes it's like the word schedule. You might've seen it on our Instagram or DM me the word facial to book your first facial. And then the amazing thing about that is you can automate your DMs. So anytime somebody DMs you that specific word, it will auto populate and send them the link directly. And it, you can customize it to say like, a, you know, whatever, like, thank you so much. We're so excited at the idea of working together, whatever you can add your own little message and then send the link of like, please fill out this questionnaire or you can book your service here or whatever it is. This works really well for service based clients. So that's what I mean by DMS. Utilize the DMS. Same thing. Utilize the links in your stories. I love to make, like when I'm making a conversion post, that's the other thing when you're making posts, this goes along with the first topic, when you're making a post that you should know the purpose behind that post. It shouldn't just be to fill the grid. There should be a driving force behind that. So when I'm making content that is intended to convert, I love to make stories that align with that so that either... The people from stories will be driven to the post to learn more, or the people will see maybe the post itself, and then they'll go look at my stories, and then there's a direct link to whatever it is I'm trying to sell. So all three of those, the DMs, the call to actions, and the link clicks are going to be huge in increasing your conversion, okay? last section. This is a quick episode, you guys. Last topic is really A, B testing, split testing, whatever you want to call it in data analysis. And it's exactly what what it sounds like. Test out different ways to present your offer to people. So sometimes this could be like, obviously, this is a very common term within like traditional marketing and paid advertising. So when you're doing A, B testing, especially in like paid ads, it's running like two different ads with the same purpose. Maybe you change the design and the visuals, or maybe you change the target audience, or you change the location of the audience that you're trying to reach, whatever it is, and really see what works better for you, right? Because that's that's how you're really going to know the answers. There's general advice. You're listening to general advice. But the best way for you to figure it out is to test. What works specifically for your business is to test different things. And you could say the same thing about conversion type of posts. Try different things. Like I said, try different graphics, try different visuals, test different markets, try different wording. This is exactly what I talked about last week in our tip of the week. Word things differently. See if that does something for you. But if you're going to test, please, for the love of God, have a way to track. Because what's the point in testing if you can't track the data, if you can't track the results? So if you're testing, you know, what's going to lead to more conversions or let's say website traffic, for example, jot it down, jot it down. And within like paid ads, it's it's pretty easy to track because those numbers are going to be right on the screen for you. But if you're doing it outside of paid ads and you are, you know, trying to test the type of content that you're posting, spread it out a little bit. You can typically either spread it out and see, you know, what the website clicks are on Instagram, something like that. You can track by using like Google Analytics on your website. A lot of websites themselves have some sort of traffic or database um, analytics page, like for Squarespace, for example, there's a traffic page. You can see where people are coming from. You can see what page they're spending the most amount of time on, everything like that. So just make sure that you have a way to track, or you're not going to know what's working for you and what's not. So those are your four tips to increasing conversion. Like I said, this was a pretty quick episode. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope this maybe gave you some clarity on how you can ramp up your conversion a little bit. And I will talk to you guys next week.